what's going on everybody this is mike this is the work rate podcast this is brad brad how you doing i am fantastic a big cold front came through where i live so it's not uh, as hot as the devil's balls outside anymore it's actually pretty enjoyable outside so i've been going outside and stuff it's been nice (laughs) i love how excited we are every podcast about the weather and what we ate yeah, we're clearly in our mid thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, just, we're just old dudes now that get excited about that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's great. It's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, event, eventful, eventful wrestling night last night, eh? Yeah, and then, and then today, holy yeah, shit! Big, big news broke right before the, not right before the podcast, a couple hours ago, but it, it deals with what happened on the show. So, I mean, uh, we should just jump into it because it's the first thing they talked about that's true um so uh yeah so this is this is the new segment as well mm-hmm. so cm punk comes out and he just starts dropping them pipe bombs everywhere yeah like uh based on sean ross Sapp and based on uh what's his name at the wrestling observer uh melzer melzer um punk might have gone into business for himself and shot on Hangman a bit there. Yeah, I was gonna say at least the first part of his promo was off. Yeah, where he uh, he calls out Hangman. He uh, says, "Hangman, let's do this right now. Uh, you come out here and we can settle this." And he's like, "Oh, I guess he's not coming. Like that's not cowboy shit. That's cowboy chicken shit." Mm-hmm. And I was like. I'm like, okay, this is interesting that they're going back to that storyline. Yeah, I was apparently really they, confused. At they were not going back <laughs> yeah. to that storyline. Yeah. CM Punk just did that, knowing full well that Hangman couldn't come out. Yeah, they're not going to let him come out. <laughs> yeah, so he kind of threw Hangman under the bus there. He kind of buried him a bit, yeah. um, which is interesting. We've known for so apparently there is legit heat. We're like. I don't know how much of it is heat or if it was like maybe there was heat at one point. Yeah. And maybe that's done now or who knows. But apparently he was uh he was upset at Hangman for the promo heading into all out. Mm-hmm. Or was it all out or it's full gear. Full gear. Heading into full gear. Um or double or where... I don't know. The one earlier this year where where Punk won the title. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? But uh, <laughs> I mean, we probably should. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in that promo, Hangman went after him, saying that he was defending all elite wrestling from him, saying that he says that he's a pro worker, but he hasn't he hasn't shown that with the locker room. And uh, once the once the red light turns off on the camera, he's all about himself. Um, and at that time, that. That felt real, but also felt like a storyline that AW was telling. Yeah, I thought it was just part of. The, and the honestly, it was. It just kind of looked like a really good promo talking mm-hmm. me into the room. Yeah, I was just like, "Ooh, this seems legit," but in like a in a good way. And it wasn't it wasn't the only guy saying it. MJF was saying stuff like that. Kingston's um, been saying stuff like that. Kingston had been saying stuff like that. It felt real and it felt planned, but apparently this was not with Punk. And then Punk pivoted quickly and uh, turned his sights to Mox and talked about Mox. But back on Punk for a second, um, nothing's really confirmed, but uh, Sean Ross Sapp and the Meltzer stuff have 
some people are saying that Punk uh, used his leverage and said that he wasn't going to lose to Hangman and that he was going to leave the company and this mm-hmm. and that. And I was like, I kind of doubt that. But yeah. we've also, everyone has always said, Punk is a dick. Mm-hmm. And Punk has said that Punk is a dick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's we know people in other industries. <laughs> we know people in other industries who have said Punk is a dick. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a crotchety prick. Mm-hmm. Like that's just his personality. It's uh, and uh, that's it's known kind of, and uh, yeah, like some people had said that. Oh, uh, what Hangman said was about Colt Cabana. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't see that that was about Colt Cabana. Um, it's possible that Punk took it that way. Yeah, maybe. But I, I like when I look at Hangman's promo, it's just like I don't see the lines, like the connecting tissue here. I think uh, I don't know. And also, at some point, someone's going to bring up Colt. You're you work for the same company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, Colt has not been around since Punk joined. Yeah, he's he was at the that last Ring of Honor show, and I guess and that's where he's going to stay is Ring of Honor. Yeah, so that's as legit as it gets. Like they cannot be in mm-hmm. this in the same company. So, so much for that. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I thought they might patch that up, but that's apparently what I was that's, a, they would that's a no go. I mean, I thought it was a no go once uh, Punk cut him out of that um, Ring of Honor photo mm-hmm. that he posted when Ring of Honor shut down, and uh, <laughs> and he cropped out Colt. I was like, ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's it then. Mm-hmm. Like a don't don't bring that up again. But you mm-hmm. know someone was going to, and I don't know. It was is weird. Like I don't think Punk would ever leave. But from what I've heard from Sean Ross F, is that this was not a work. Mm-hmm. This was him just calling his shot and just kind of hijacking the show a little bit. Yeah, it was it because he quickly after that he just went back to I think what he was supposed to talk about is Kingston yeah. or um, Moxley. Which you brought up Kingston too, but which was, it, I thought it was all work, and then all this stuff came out, and I was like, "Wow!" Because when he first brought up Hangman, I was like, "This is weird," but yeah, because Hangman's in his own different, separate story now. Because mm-hmm. like even John Silver tweeted like while Punk was in the ring, like, "Oh, he's a little busy," and it was like all they met catering, eating. So I thought he knows, it was all that, just... he knows that Hangman can't come out, and what they what they were what they're speculating about is that uh, this was a bit of a receipt. Mm-hmm. For uh, for I guess what Hangman said to him, but it's like this isn't like stiffing a guy with a shot in the yeah. ring. This is like I don't know. This this is kind of serious. It's like okay, like you you're kind of taking over the show a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Like he's a he's one of their biggest faces. But anyways, um, yeah. then he turns his sights to Mox and he says, and now to bigger news. First of all, he said uh, Hangman was some unimportant news. So I'm just going to get out of the way quickly. Mm-hmm. And then he moves on to the big news, which is Mox. He said, Mox, you are the interim champion. I don't know if people have looked up what interim means, but it means temporary. I don't know how you thought this was going to go for you. He says, uh, you are the third best person in your group. That's kind of been a thing in your career, <laughs> is being the third best person. That even your friends are like that. You got Eddie, who's the the third best uh, Eddie I've been 
and I don't know who the I know one of them's Eddie Guerrero, but I don't yeah. know who the other Eddie is. People don't know who the other Eddie is, but uh, someone, yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Someone mentioned Eddie Edwards. If maybe he was in a locker room with him, which is possible at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he said uh, third best Eddie and second best Kingston. Yeah, um, he's ever Kingston. been in a locker room with. That's a that's a Kofi Kingston reference. Yeah. They were WWE tag champs back in the day, so that makes um, sense. Yeah, and he says, uh, then then Mox music hits and he goes, oh, here we go. I guess I better wait like five minutes for him to get to the ring. Starts making snow angels. <laughs> snow angels singing along to his song while he's doing the snow angels. <laughs> like, like, really? Like, this is the most heel punk we've ever seen. <laughs> and he chose the time to shoot on Hangman or to throw Hangman under the bus was in Virginia. <laughs> Hangman's from Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> so he he got the he got the hometown booze mm-hmm. in defense of Hangman. What he keeps saying, you can boo me, but I'm uh, tell me I'm telling lies or something. Yeah, like he's that. like, tell me when I tell when I tell a lie, which is one of my favorite Twitter things. Mm-hmm. When people like point point to the lie and they can't, and it's a, it's one of my favorite ways of watching people shut people down. I've never mm-hmm. had the pleasure of doing it because i don't argue with people on the internet yeah yeah it never ends how you want <laughs> no it's not fun <laughs> yeah um i hate it yeah so mox comes out and mox says oh it's great look look at cm punk he's dropping pipe bombs yeah, this is all you're like good ducks. at <laughs> he's like uh he's like yeah you're really good on the mic but what does the mic do for you when you get in the ring and he holds up the belt he's like no oh, pr- doing pretty well he's like oh i got one too bud Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care about that. And he throws his on the ground. I was like, that's the perfect move by Mox there. Being like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about this stupid belt. Um, he says, you're the type of guy I could walk up in his face. I could, I could mush up his nose, and you're not going to do anything because you don't want to, you don't want to take a swing at me and lose your shot uh, at this title. And he gives, a, he gives Punk a little kiss, and then Punk pops him in the face, and they mm-hmm. just fucking go to town. Um, they are, they're throwing the old school WWF, WWE, yeah. uh, work Rock and punches. Austin worked punches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rock and Austin, Rock and Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some online, put it over to the, that Limp Biscuit song. That, yeah. It's uh, perfect. I, <laughs> I, uh, I quote tweeted that cause it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get, they do a pull apart and then later on in the show, um, I'm just going to jump to this part now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Nice comes out for a match, and he's look. He comes out. He's waiting for them, or he's coming down from his entrance. And Mox just runs up from behind and knocks <laughs> yeah. him out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then runs down to the ring and says, "CM Punk, you come out here right now. We have this match right now." And CM Punk comes out, being chased by the officials. They have another pull apart. They pull, and then about. I don't know, let's say 40 minutes later or half an hour later, they announced that they're having that match next week. Yeah. And I don't know what this means for the pay-per-view. I would imagine they're still having a match at the pay-per-view. See, I, before all this stuff about like Punk going in business for himself and shooting on Hangman, I figured the reason why he brought up Hangman is because at the pay-per-view they were going to do a three-way. <laughs> That's what I originally thought. Oh, yeah. You know what? what? Because Hangman doesn't have a match. Mm-hmm. Which they could still do. Yeah. They could if, totally if Hangman, work. If Hangman had a match, or uh, then I would say pro- that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but 
he does not have a match. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, Cole is still out. Yeah. Because that would be a match that you could do. It would be Hangman against Cole. Mm-hmm. But and you don't could... really want to run that back again so soon. But yeah, it's a, he could be in there. And then he could take the fall. That way Mox or Punk don't get pinned and you get your champ, your single champ. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. It's like, Sometimes what the media hears is is sort of like half truths mm-hmm. about some of the stuff. Like I, I believe that Punk, like when they say Punk was upset earlier with Hangman, like okay, but did he go out there and just shoot, or did he know? Like, did they already use it? And like Tony told him, like, you go out there talk about Hangman and pivot mm-hmm. afterwards. Was Tony the only person to know? But apparently Hangman didn't know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if that's just Hangman saying he didn't know or if the, yeah. this is... Uh, I always believe everything in wrestling is work until we have 100% concrete evidence that it's not. <laughs> I'm 50-50 on it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it could be like a work shoot. I think it was a shoot at one point. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just it seems pretty... I mean, Punk's done it before, but it seems pretty unprofessional of Punk to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I feel like he wouldn't, especially like the, him saying he's going to leave. The only thing he's talked about is how much he loves AEW. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like he was always beating hangman there. So it's not like they're going to put hangman over him. Mm-hmm. It's like, what it's like, what does it's sort of like MJF as well. Like, what do you have to be angry about? Yeah. You're being given the moon. What do you have to be angry about? Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, WWE where they kind of treat him like shit. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. We'll find this out. This is so cool. Like, I love, <laughs> I loved the uh, the storyline throughout the show thing. As soon as he came out, I was like, "Ooh, this is different. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is a this is a format change, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like a through line. Yeah. And WWE does that a lot. They did it this past week." or that week before where I talked about the car crash yeah, with Dexter Loomis. Mm-hmm. Um, they're good at that. And yeah. I would like uh, AEW to do a little more of that. Yeah, maybe they will. Maybe because it's, it's fun. It seemed to get a good reception, like when Punk came back out and stuff. So it's really like, I wonder if this was uh Tony was just like, Hey, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Let's try something like that. Because I loved it. I love uh, it's like it's like TV shows where you have a through line through a season. Mm-hmm. It's much better than if it's just Monster of the Week. Yeah, for type sure. Type stuff. Serialized versus can't remember the other one. The other word. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this was I. I'm just really curious since they announced the main event for next week. Because even before they announced that the match was happening next week, you had Jr. and Taz both hyping up like. We got to pull them apart because that's that's million that's our million dollar main event. Like they were hyping up, like this is such a big deal. We can't have them hurt each other before the the match, and then mm-hmm. they just went ahead and announced it. Well, because what Sean Ross Sapp had said, he said that the um, he said that uh, or it was him and Will Washington were talking, but uh, I, I guess uh, Tony had been saying all week or to people that he's in contact with in the media saying that, Oh, there, there's something special that's going to be happening. in where were they in Virginia? There's something special mm-hmm. in Virginia or like the, something special is going to happen in Cleveland. 
Ohio. <laughs> There's going to be a big thing. There's going to be a big thing. There's going to be a big thing. So this was planned. It's not like Tony was just like, oh shit, I got to like do this on the fly kind of thing. Like it seems like this was worked, this match <laughs> like this. Obviously, I don't think they winged it, but like it wasn't like a last minute thing because he had it in the works enough so that people were like, ooh, Tony's trying something here. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. They need to do they need to do more of that because it feel it felt really organic. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so next we have a legit TV match of the year contender between Daniel Garcia the uh the best what is it the best uh sports entertainer what do they call him technical sports entertainer yes the best technical sports entertainer the dragon killer on house on uh house of the dragon night it's house of the dragon right is I that believe they call so. it I think yeah. so versus the american dragon uh brian danielson who was choked out by the dragon sleeper on the previous week mm-hmm. we got fucking ricky the dragon steamboat as the timekeeper i guess yeah i think so <laughs> got to ring a bell yeah <laughs> my personal childhood favorite he was my first favorite wrestler um and then it became hulk hogan but like ricky the dragon steamboat was always my guy yeah he's um the ultimate of baby faces like i don't think you could do anything to turn that guy heel back in the day crazy work rate back then yeah. I mean, when you look back to what they were doing in Japan at that time, maybe not quite as impressive, mm-hmm. but for North America, definitely. Yeah. Like what they were watch... doing in Japan was nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like what it looks doing... like matches that you could have now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? This mm-hmm. is from 85? Yeah. Yeah. If you watch, um, like, they're his one of his most famous matches, him and Macho Man at WrestleMania 3, it's an all time classic match. And then all yeah, the matches his, he had with Ric Flair. His series with Flair is amazing. <laughs> um, the be- My personal favorite uh, War Games match is the one he was in. Yeah. Um, which is all- just to think that Ricky or Dragon Steamboat was in a War Games match. It's just wild yeah. to think about. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. But it's a, it's a crazy match because it's WCW. It's Hulk Hogan pre-NWO. <laughs> you got Stings in there. You got Lex Luger's in there. Um, this is, I believe it's against the Horsemen. Probably. They were in. They were in all of those. them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a crazy one, but it, it's, it's really fun. And I, I like that one a lot. I was like, holy shit. It's like, it's like Steamboat. I was like, Steamboat was even in WCW. What the fuck is going <laughs> on? I had no idea. He's in like very early. Yeah. He was very early. It was like, it was basically still NWA. Yeah. I was going to say he was in. The end of NWA, beginning of WCW is when he was in. It might have even been NWA. I'm not sure. I could have been because him and um, Steve Austin, when Steve Austin was in WCW, had a little short rivalry for the US. I think he was in that match. Or no. No, he was in the one with uh, Pillman. Brian Pillman. Yeah. Yeah. That one's a really good one, too. That's the the most famous one. Mm -hmm. The one where Pillman gets uh, knocked out by. Sid Vicious. <laughs> Powerbombs on the top of the cage. Like, slams him on top of the cage and then powerbombs yeah, The angle's him. so vicious that he damn near yeah. like breaks his neck on the yeah. powerbomb. Yeah. It was legit knocked out. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back to this match. It was fucking good. Oh, God, this match was Best so good. Best two out of three. And 
just amazing. The previous match informed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the counter into the pile driver that Garcia did out of the triangle choke, mm-hmm. where it looks like he's going to hit him with the Styles Clash, and then, that's what I really thought he was going to do. Styles Clash, <laughs> and then he sat it into a into a pile driver, and damn, just near knocked Danielson out because then he put him in the Dragon Sleeper again, but he was already out, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Garcia picks up the win, which uh, technically gave him the rubber match. If you're mm-hmm. counting just based off of Danielson won their first match, then Garcia the second. The yeah. next win was Garcia, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And they called that out on commentary. And yeah, and then Danielson, he counters a submission for the next three count. He, That's he a cool counter, too, how quick he did it. Oh yeah, it was uh and he had to be that crafty in this match cuz he again, he's playing the the guy whose brain is mush. Mm-hmm. He's playing that role in this and he's really good at that. Yeah, he is. We saw him do a lot of that in WWE when he first came back. Mm-hmm. To his detriment a bit cuz the matches were shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, like that one with uh Shane McMahon with that was yeah. that was a terrible match. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, this was this is great. Um, hits him with that beautiful fucking spider German. Yeah, spider I haven't seen spider Germans German are, in a while. <laughs> spider Germans are fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it's um, this whole night had crazy spots. We'll get to some later in the main event, but there there was a spot. I think it was during commercial break where they're exchanging shots while on the ground, and Danielson just goes cross legged into yoga position. Mm-hmm. Uh, with his hands on his knees and Garcia's like kicking him and hitting him and Danielson just just, um Mm -hmm. I was like this is fucking the hardest thing I've ever seen yeah doing it with yoga Mm -hmm. there's one spot where they were exchanging elbows but I liked it because Danielson locked up like he grabbed his hands yeah they were were elbow they were both in wrist control yeah but they're elbowing each other that was so cool (laughs) yeah and that's a that's how Danielson got to the last uh to the last pinfall or mm-hmm. the last um the, the last win uh because they're both exchanging shots and neither of them let go of the wrists so then uh um garcia starts doing the stomps while still maintaining that double wrist control and then danielson reverses it he starts doing it to him and this eventually just he transitions it out mm-hmm. of the out of the wrist lock into the label lock, lock and Garcia goes out. He doesn't tap. And I love that AW does that. Mm-hmm. They don't have their they very rarely do their top guys tap out. Yeah. Very rarely. They normally will go out because mm-hmm. they want to keep them tough. And yeah. tapping out historically, like you get the you tapped out chance. Yeah. And shit like that. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I would rather pass out than tap out. I do mm-hmm. not give up. I love that. Um, so much so that Garcia comes to again he's and trying to he, wrestle him. <laughs> he thinks he's still in the fight and he's yeah. going after Danielson and Danielson sees that and he starts applauding him. He's just like, you don't give up. I mm-hmm. applaud you. Garcia sees that. He likes it. Danielson stands up. He sticks out his hand to, to shake Garcia's hand because Garcia said that on the previous week that Danielson was his favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's why he wants to beat him so badly and foe. That's why I'm so disappointed in you, but it's really, uh, he, he's a little, he's foe mad at yeah. Danielson and, uh, he's about to shake his hand, but Jericho runs down, uh, and starts attacking Brian Danielson. 
and Garcia pulls him off, yeah. protecting his childhood favorite. I was like, ooh, here we go. <laughs> this is interesting. Drama. Then when he when he's standing there between him, the fans are giving him the uh you're searching wrestler. Yeah, yeah. This is just our organic wrestling moments here. Mm-hmm. Like this is uh you can't write that. Yeah, didn't uh Jericho point at him and Garcia slapped the hand away? He did. Yeah. He did. I don't think he's gonna join them. But next week, um Jericho has said that he's gonna have the one-on-one with Garcia in the ring, which Jericho loves to do. Yeah, and um, it'll have some crazy name. I didn't catch if it already had one, but it'd be like the Garcia uh, DEFCOM 7 or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something wild. Top Gun Garcia. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I don't think Garcia is going to join him, but it is a natural fit, so I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, it is. Like, the crowd seemed like they wanted it. Last oh, night, they so. do want it. We've all mm-hmm. wanted them. We wanted both Yuta uh, and Garcia mm-hmm. to join them. We wanted Moriarty too. Moriarty's got a crew, and I love yeah. his crew. We yeah. actually talk about that crew later on in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I could see Garcia joining, and then because Anderson, if you notice, hasn't really hung around the PCC that much since he's been back. But I could see him after if he gets Garcia to join him coming back, and then them all being like, "What the hell, dude? He like Garcia tried to kill us for months." I guess yeah, that's a that would be nice and natural. Um, somebody who would hate that would be Kingston. Mm-hmm. Kingston would hate that. Kingston could turn BCC on Danielson on Danielson because he already does not like Danielson, mm-hmm. and he already does not like Garcia. Yeah, he's fought him I think two or three times, mm-hmm. not including multi man matches. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that that were, there's a lot to do there. There's a lot to chew on for them. Um, speaking of Moriarty's crew, we had the Ass Boys, and I'll get to why I said that in a minute. Um, we have the Ass Boys getting absolutely squashing the Varsity Blondes. When this first showed up, I was like, "This is no disrespect to anyone." Well, maybe Brian Pillman Jr. is kind of weird, but um, I was like, "This is a dark match." Like, you know, people always like to throw that around when doing criticism of AEW, but this was yeah. a legit, I was like, this gives me dark energy, but then it didn't last that long. So I was like, it lasted 27 seconds. <laughs> um, but fucking varsity blondes keep getting punished. I don't know what the fuck they did. Maybe Brian Pillman. Yeah. Maybe know. it's Brian Pillman. A fucking Griff took the fucking, <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel bad for Griff. He just maybe... got hit with the finisher. and Bob's your uncle. Mm-hmm. Or daddy's your ass. Um, Then Billy Gunn gets in and says, this is what I was talking about. This is that fire you need. The camera cuts. I I love my boys. But the boys don't look moved. And then Stokely Hathaway comes walking down. And I'm like, oh, hey, Stokely. I love that. Don't know Mm -hmm. if I love these guys with him. But I still love that. Yeah. I guess on Rampage the past couple weeks, he's been trying to recruit. Yeah, he's been recruiting them. Mm -hmm. And then they attack daddy ass from behind. They're beating him down. And then out comes the acclaimed. They run down. They chase them off. Um, and then they do a three-way scissor me daddy ass <laughs> reunion. And the fans pop hard for this. They do the rack zoom. Like they <laughs> give the people what they want. Yeah, but with the, the triple scissor. The Rainmaker zoom out. <laughs> yeah, with the scissor me daddy. It's great. It's really good. It's <laughs> And it's uh, honestly, it's really organic. And I like that. Yeah. 
because at first it felt like they were like the acclaimed weren't quite over it felt like people were like half like a third of the time laughing with um the raps and maybe two thirds of the time laughing at the raps mm-hmm. and how corny they were but now this is legit uh like they're over they're very over people yeah. really like these guys people want these guys to get the title shot at the pay-per-view i don't think that's happening because obviously they're going to be facing the ass boys yeah i wonder but who I, the tag I, titles are going to go for at the pay-per-view pardon i wonder who the tag titles i don't know yeah i have no idea what the match who were they even feuding with no one <laughs> they have that's a match with party coming up but i don't think that's for the that's titles. not great yeah they gotta, they gotta give them a feud. It's mm-hmm. in two weeks, right? Yeah. Or maybe three weeks. They got two week. They have a two week build, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I so Stokely Hathaway's crew now is Lee Moriarty, Ethan Page, and the Ass Boys. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm. I'm willing to give anything Stokely Hathaway touches a shot. And I'm not going to lie. The ass boys have been quite amusing to me. They've been very good heels. I'll give them credit for that. They fit in very well with Ethan page. Lee Mm -hmm. Moriarty is very interesting with that group. I don't know how that works, but yeah, uh, that's the one that we're going to have to definitely wait to see. How it works out. I think uh, Stokely is going to be the mouthpiece. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to be. He will he be for... Ethan Page talks. He will... Ethan's yeah. going to talk his shit. Mm-hmm. He's probably even going to say, like, you don't need somebody to talk for you. You do the talking yourself because they're aware that people were annoyed at Ethan Page never being able to talk. Yeah. To thank God Dan Lambert's gone. This is yeah. a huge improvement. Yeah. <laughs> It's Stokely Hathaway instead of Dan Lambert. My God. Thank you. And I like Stokely having like two different groups that are like independent from each other. Like he's got the baddies and now he's got his own group. Yeah. It's like how, um, it's like how well, they do it where guys have like different representation. Like mm-hmm. I represent you guys and I represent you guys. I'm mm-hmm. just a lawyer. I'm just a publicist. I'm whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like they did that, they do that with uh, Smart Mark as well. Although Which... the baddies got taken away from Smart Mark, so he doesn't have them <laughs> anymore. And this is, but this is what I like: representation can change. Mm-hmm. Like a, sure. a group or a faction can just change hands. Mm-hmm. And that kind of happened with Matt Hardy and his crew. Doesn't yeah. have them anymore. Yep. Okay, so next we have Jungle Boy and. This is probably this is probably the weakest Jungle Boy versus Christian segment we've seen in a bit. I missed the entire Jungle Boy promo. I just I came when I came back into the room. Christian was already walking out to the ring. So I, I mean, no it was kind of what you would expect. It was Jungle Boy came out with his little with his little drawl that he has. Um, he said that uh, he's been trying to kill Christian for three weeks. Tried to hit him with a car. Tried to get him in the back with a chair. Like he's he's sick to dinosaur on him. Nothing's worked, um, so he's just gonna say it. He wants he wants to beat uh, beat Christian's ass because he's a pussy. Um, and then Christian comes out 
in the most rich uncle outfit I've ever seen. And he says, no, I will not fight you. And I will not fight you because we are a family. And I made a mistake and our tempers got hot. But you are like a son to me. And then he gets double leg takedown. And and they start brawling. They get thrown into the barricades. Christian kicks him in the dick at one point. Yeah, Christian does. Christian does kick him in the dick wearing his loafers, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's honestly he's dressed like Hugh Hefner. It's the funniest thing. Yeah, um, yeah it's a uh, it's good. It's good. Um, Luchasaurus was not there. They said that it was because he had bought John Buck or Pat Buck. Pat Buck. Pat Buck. Um, yeah, last week, and. Uh, that makes sense. I like the continuity there. You can't assault an official. Um, we still have not... I, I still think that Luchasaurus is turning. And they mentioned on Sean Ross Sapp saying that Luchasaurus has not touched either of those two guys yet. Mm-hmm. So he could turn on either of them. Or I can not see turn that. on either of them, but he could be on either side. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think he's going to... I think he is turning on Jungle Boy, but like Mm -hmm. he hasn't touched anybody. Yeah. So good stuff. I like that a lot. I like that. Their match probably is going to be like some type of no DQ style match, I'd assume. Yeah, that'd be good. And then uh and then Luchasaurus comes in to deliver the death blow. (laughs) The big choke slam on the stairs or something. Yeah, through a table or stairs, yeah. Okay. So now we have Tony Storm versus Kylan King. Highland yeah. King was back, one of my old favorites. Um, big dark stalwart. Um, she's got she, uh, like she's got a bunch of wins. Dates. Yeah, she wanted to do some indie dates for a while, right? Yes, she's, she's been? been doing indie dates mm-hmm. apparently, and trying to make a name for herself, which is good. Um, she's back, or at least for this match, she was given some time in this match, which I liked. Um, mm-hmm. She got some offense in on Tony Storm. Uh, there have been matches that she's had where she's gotten less offense before mm-hmm. on uh, on Dynamite, so that that was good to see. I was always surprised that AEW did not sign her, um, but it, like it could have her. She didn't have the right friends, and when I say that, her friends were Cody Rhodes and Big Swole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that sucks. Mm-hmm. So that could be why she did not sign. But like, there's a there's a role for her. You don't get a lot of women her size mm-hmm. and her skill set. She's six one. She's strong as hell. She can work good matches. She's been with the company longer than um than most of the women, yeah, on the roster. Um, because she's been working. She's one of the first uh, women to really click from the the dark helpers mm-hmm. like the the undercard people um she's great i i really like her i hope they do sign her and uh with statlander busting her knee there's kind of a role for that for that type of person there yeah oh uh, yeah i think she's great because yeah she's a uh, again not a lot of people her size she's six one that's that's really she's tall. big and yeah. you saw her where she caught Tony Storm um, during one of her moves and mm-hmm. deadlifted her into and then slammed her on the apron. I was like, there's not many women in, you know, on the roster that can do that. Yeah. 
um, there, there's a spot there. And interestingly, uh, Tony Storm did not use her finisher to win this the match. Storm Zero, yeah. She did do the ass attack, which they gave it a name, and I love the name of the sweet, sweet cheek music or something. Sweet like that. cheeks music, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. Again, I don't know how they. Yeah. I don't know how they all don't have concussions. Mm-hmm. They all have CTE. Yeah. I swear. Yeah. She 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 kills people with that hippotech. It's nice. If football has taught us anything, it's that they all have CTE. Yeah. <laughs> and then they... we are going through this episode fast. Yeah. I thought we'd be talking longer about the punk stuff. Holy shit. I felt like we talked about that for half an hour. Only yeah. 36 minutes have passed. Well, the main event's got a lot. But uh, I was going to say about the after this match, they show Thunder Rosa in the back and she's clapping, but kind of not too excited about it. JR liked her black hat. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was later as announced that they're going to have a match at um, All Out, which st- I've been saying for weeks, I think it's going to be a triple threat or a fatal four wave. And it's a, just a regular old singles match. So, Which is interesting because mm-hmm. they've already had that. But. This must be Tony Storm's time. Tony Storm's got to win. Otherwise, why do the match? She faced her at the last pay-per-view. She has mm-hmm. to win. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. Otherwise, otherwise, you are legitimately burying Tony Storm. Yeah. Like, yeah, most Tony of the time, you're not burying somebody. But if you bear, if you have them lose two title shots in a row, you're burying <laughs> them. Yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. Then uh, the main event. Holy shit. So we have... The faction Ingrenable, which is, I guess it was Roosh and uh, and Andrade are officially that. And then they have Roosh's younger brother, Dragon Lee, one of my mm-hmm. favorites. He's awesome. And he was awesome in this match. Yeah, so he went crazy during this match. <laughs> in this match. He was in this match for like 75% of it. Mm-hmm. Um, versus the Bucks and who? Who could it possibly be? Who? Who? It was... It was... Kenny and I loved how they did it because they handed the the sheet to Brandon Roberts, uh, Justin Roberts, Justin whatever, Justin Roberts, <laughs> the dapper yapper. He looks down at the sheet and you can see his eyes get wide. It's like mm-hmm. ah, it's Kenny. Yeah, and he starts uh starts listing off the the accomplishments. It's like oh, we got the Kenny intro. Yeah, all the triple or all the trios titles he's won, like from Chikara and Ring of Honor and stuff. And they keep cutting to the crowd holding Omega signs, and they're getting a little bit more excited. But then once uh, he says, North Carolina, you just hear the whole crowd go, yeah! <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I, I'm so excited mm-hmm. to have my favorite wrestler of all time back. He comes out, and he's wearing he's wearing a black duster. And I don't know if we've seen a black duster in AEW yet, so it was, I was hyped for that. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a compression shirt, which was interesting. And on top of the compression shirt, he had a shoulder brace on. Mm-hmm. Like he was all, he was wrapped up as a guy who isn't fully thought out yet. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not fully formed. And I mm-hmm. love that because this is obviously the story they're telling. Because yeah. they get in the ring and Kenny, Kenny cannot go. Yeah. He's showing, he's showing rust. He goes to do the, you can't, you cannot escape, but he couldn't do it. He falls. Yeah, yeah he fell. Um, you didn't get the Terminator to pay off. I will say before we get in too deep into the match of the things you're like, there's one thing I did not like. And that was Don Callis and Jr. on commentary. Like, yes, I had to annoying. turn down my TV because it was getting annoying. I was like, okay, guys, we got to stop this. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They're, they're baby faces now. Mm-hmm. 
we sh- we should not have healed Don Callis anymore. Yeah, it's okay if you're you want to be baby faced Don Callis, but then be baby faced Don Callis. Mm-hmm. I know he can do it. He did it in New Japan. Yeah, you you can do it. You can just be a commentator. Mm-hmm. You don't okay. have to heal it up. That's my only negative about that whole the whole. Yeah, match. they're annoying because they just, they bicker back and forth. They kept going, and you could tell Taz and his caliber were getting pretty annoyed. Like they kept trying to butt in, I'm like, okay, guys, let's call the match and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the match is great. Um, yeah, Kenny Logan, got into the match a lot earlier than I thought he would too, and he did. He a did. He got in there. He, did he didn't angle. take off the shirt, which is it's clearly a storyline device because anyone who knows. Kenny only wears a shirt in matches he doesn't care about. Mm-hmm. So for him to wear a shirt like this in his first match means that he, it, this is a story they're telling. And yeah. It was great because the heels targeted him. They mm-hmm. tried to cut him off in the ring. They were they were pulling off the brace. They were chopping him. They were going for the knee, which gave out on him at one point, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um the move that my favorite move of the well, sorry, I shouldn't say that. My second favorite move of the match was Mac Jackson's deadlift buckle bomb into the kicks. Yeah, it was fierce. That was awesome. Like I forget I like... that Matt Jackson has that kind of strength all yeah. the time. He's pretty thick, dude. He, he didn't look like it, but he's pretty thick. I liked the uh, PWG suplex spot they did. Yes, yes, that that is a that's an elite staple. Mm-hmm. They love doing that, and then holy tope. Oh that God. Fuck, that fucking thing where the the luchadors pull the uh they pull the barricade towards the ring a little bit. They uh they perch Kenny up on top of the on top of the barricade and fucking Dragon Lee, the only man not signed to the company, mm-hmm. runs through the ropes, does like a whatever the mid rope tope is, and just fucking destroys Kenny Omega like a heat destroys Kenny and some kid in the front row <laughs> into the <laughs> you crowd see that kid get nailed <laughs> into the crowd they just fucking holy like 1000% like triple a lucha mm-hmm. yeah that, that's the triple a spot where they just go flying into the crowd and once uh once Kenny took that spot I was like okay he's got to be feeling pretty good if he's yeah, gonna take fine. that he's, he's just working 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 mm-hmm. he's he's severely working mm-hmm. um and then Kenny Kenny guts it out for the win. Um, he doesn't he doesn't tag out to the Bucks. They want him to tag out because mm-hmm. he hit he hit one V trigger and then kind of because he was kind of out on his feet. Like they yeah. were playing it up that he doesn't have it that he should tag out. I thought I legit thought he was going to lose at one point. That's what I thought, especially towards the end when the Bucks like tag out and he like trying to get through it. It's like, oh, they're, are they going to have him lose? And like, because like, there was a 2.9999 mm-hmm. that he kicked out of. And, uh, but he does, he picked, he picks up uh, Dragon Lee with like the drunkest looking <laughs> one winged angel I've ever seen. Like just so sloppy, but on purpose. Mm-hmm. And just, he gets the win and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. They did it. Then they're celebrating. They they're going out of the ring. And for some reason, like uh, Andrade and Roosh are just like, Hey, fuck dragon Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they undo his mask, hit him with the, hit him, hit him with, with the El Idolo uh, yeah. <laughs> chicken wing DDT. His mask goes flying. Yeah. Like I don't know how. Off of- <laughs> we saw his face mm-hmm. and then um, 
And then the Bucks and Kenny are like, hey, what the fuck? And they just start slowly walking back to the ring, and then the camera cuts. Yeah, that was the end of the... I, well, then Tony Khan tweeted, like, we had some developments that I don't think the camera caught, so we'll show you guys on Rampage. So I, I wonder okay. if they, like ran out of time or something and could catch it all or I don't no, know. No, I think I think they do that stuff purposely to yeah. to make you come to make you tune back in. That's true. I think it's like tune back in later to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, yeah. uh they did the thing that Kenny and the Bucks used to do with after the uh, after the shows, they would stand in the ring and talk to the fans. Mm-hmm. And they were doing that and Kenny was talking he was talking to me, he's like he's like you're you guys are like a cat that shits and pees everywhere. I hate it when you find when I find your mess because I have to clean it up. But, but I, can't I love you, a little kitty. He <laughs> said a little yeah. kitty, which is what made me laugh. So you watch this too? Yeah, I the, watched this it. little. Yeah, he's like he's like I hate the fans because I kill my body for you guys, mm-hmm. but I do it for you because I love you guys. He's like, and I know we're supposed to be heels, and you're not supposed to like me yet. So <laughs> he's like, if he's, this airs, I hate you. If not, I love you. <laughs> he's like, as long as this doesn't air, we're fine. And yeah. I like that Matt Jackson at one point was getting cheered and mm-hmm. he grabs the mic. He's just like, hey, you guys just booed us for six months straight. You mm-hmm. can't just start cheering all of a sudden. <laughs> and again, he's like, oh, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. He's like, we technically never turned back face. So, but I kind of like that in AEW. They kind of just do it organically. Mm-hmm. Where eventually people are just cheering you. With Don Callis being out there and him still being heelish, do you think he goes to like Hangman, not Hangman, uh, Adam Cole's team of the Undisputed Elite? Mm. Yeah, possible. Like he gets mad at Kenny for trying to be a babyface and so Don Callis turns on him. It's possible because, yeah, they had said that Don Callis would just be Kenny's manager going forward mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not sure how this plays out um i think hangman's too babyface to go heel i didn't mean hangman i meant adam cole oh adam cole adam cole, yeah, adam yeah. cole. sorry uh, no you might have said that um yeah I, I, I could see that 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 could work as well mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it'll always be kenny centric but yeah going to adam cole would be cool yeah I just that's just a thought because clearly Don Callis was still a hill, but by the way, him and JR were bickering. But who do you think wins the trio's title? Bucks and Kenny. Who do you think they face in the finals? House of Black. Ooh, that's great. unless they want to do Miro versus uh, Malachi at the pay per view, which would be awesome. Right. Too. But right. on that side of the bracket, I don't know who else could win because it's. This week, this Friday. If, if you're doing a Hangman story, then it could be. Uh, it could it be. Could... They could do the thing where Hangman gets into the match with the Dark Order, and then you have them face off against the Bucks and Kenny. In the or you, you somehow just weave Hangman into the story. Mm-hmm. Like they're just fighting for his allegiance. Yeah. Because, you know, the elite love doing those storylines with yeah, the one too. guy on the, on the outside. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, is he going to interfere? Is he not going to interfere? Or who... Who does he help? <laughs> kind yeah, of thing. They love those in back back selling stories. Yeah, the they they love that shit. So I have to think that Hangman is going to be involved mm-hmm. in this somehow. 
So that's why I'm that's why I'm leaning to maybe it's Dark Order. It could be the Dark Order because that side of the bracket, it's like best friends and it's weak. Um, yeah, so House of Black's like the strongest group on that side. So if and they could the... upset House of Black early, yeah, because Miro's coming, so he could cost them or something. He could do something like yeah. that. And then, because the side that Kenny and the Bugs, that's like the strongest side because they, they get to face uh, Death, Death Triangle or United Empire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I thought, I was like, dang, how's Will Ospreay going to come here and still do the G1? But the G1 ended like this morning, last night. So, <laughs> oh, who won? Uh, I'll keep, uh, it's Okada. Like, it's pretty obvious. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It came down to him and Ospreay. Ospreay was. They were the two finalists, but makes it. Oh, did you hear that? Uh, AW talent's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's going to be sweet. Wrestle Kingdom's back to one night this year too, which is also awesome. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Too many matches, man. Too many matches. Just yeah. If yeah, like that one year, the first year they did it with Naito and all them getting the title, that made sense to do it two nights. But then after that, it's like you don't have to. Keep no, it's, two nights. it's unnecessary. <laughs> too many multi-man matches. Mm-hmm. Just make more of the matches, the prestige ones, and go from there. Yep. Especially for, like, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, because this means sense. that we can have potentially Danielson, potentially Mox, probably Mox, because, yeah, still holds a title, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, Osprey's the U.S. champ now. Right. How so he do, I don't think Mox he has the physical belt, because I think Juice Robinson had it. He got sick in a New Japan. Then he'll play around. Like, if you're sick or anything, miss a show. You, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. tripped up the belt. And he just never brought it back to Japan, so no one could take it from him. <laughs> Which is hilarious. How did Mosley lose the belt? He lost it to Archer. Yeah, he lost it to Archer, who lost and it Archer, to... Tanahashi. Tanahashi. And then I forget who after that. Huh, interesting. Somehow Osprey has it now. Yeah, it's the GCW belt that Mox still holds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so Effie thinking, had a pretty like, crazy who, match. Who would they bring in? Because they would have to start running storylines for that too. They're going to bring in Danielson, for sure. Probably Moxley. Mox, maybe Kenny. When the Wrestling Observer tweeted it out, they had a picture of those three dudes: Mox, Kenny, and Danielson. So oh, okay, well, yeah. I mean, I think they would want Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see Orange Cassidy going over there. I'm sure the Japanese fans would love him. Danhausen. FTR will be. be there for sure. Well, yeah, they're the tag champs there, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because what I also thought they might do before they announced it as one night is this year at Wrestle Kingdom is three nights, which is crazy. Yes. The third night was the show they did with Noah. I was like, yeah. oh, are they going to do that again? But like Forbidden Tour 2, Tokyo Dome Night 3 or something like that? They could, but I don't think so. No, they've, they've announced it's one night. So cool, cool, cool. They'll well, probably just do like they used to do with the Ring of Honor. To have like a couple of Ring of Honor matches on the Tokyo yeah, Dome show. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. It always made it feel like they were part of the company. And yeah. I like that. And sometimes they won the belts. Yep. Which really made it feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at next week. We have, or let's look at Friday first. We have Trustbusters versus the Best Friends. That's the, that's the team name. I couldn't think of it. Trustbusters, which Sonny Kiss joined, which is awesome. Yeah. Which makes me wish that she was in that match, but she's not. Yeah, I still just want Sunny Kiss and the baddies, though. But. <laughs> yeah, but she's with these guys now. Yeah. Okay. No, that's as a, good. That's an odd group of individuals. <laughs> it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're kind of doing like the Matt Hardy thing, because it's Ari Davari paying all these people off. 
Yes, which so, is weird. They, like, Tony Khan must really just want to get a story like that working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of a like wrestler that pays it, other people. He's done it three times now. Or with well, he's doing it in Ring of Honor too with Prince Nana buying uh, Tolly Blanchard. It's <laughs> group. Yeah, it's, <laughs> at least he's those a capitalist guys, man. Those guys suit each other more. Yeah, like this like they were already a tag team. Whereas these guys, it's just bunch of okay, whatever. Yeah. They kind of look like, like they just look like cartoon villains. Yeah, maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's 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 just it's just a Tony Khan trope, which is funny. Yeah, I mean he's a capitalist, so he's like, well, what what's a good bad guy? Even though he you think he'd make the capitalist the good guy since he's such a successful one. But... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have Penelope Ford returning yeah. versus Athena, so that's fun. Good to see mm-hmm. Penelope Ford back. That'd be a good match too. Uh yeah, Athena will win obviously because Which, the we got to be like getting Athena versus Jade at All Out as well, right? Yes, and again, I think this might be Jade's loss. I think so too because we talked about it last week that like, as much as I don't want Jade to lose, like if you keep having her win, you'll run it into the Goldberg. Harder. The Goldberg situation where once Goldberg lost, it was like, all right, what do we do with him now? If it comes Everest, like who's mm-hmm. gonna who's gonna climb that mountain? Yeah, and there's nobody there. At that point, yeah, Statlander would be the perfect person, but for some reason they never pulled that trigger. Mm-hmm. They could I think do Athena's... that down the road, but you can't now. She's hurt again. Yeah, I think Athena is the the perfect person because the fans love her, and she's just an organic baby face. Or Willow Nightingale, but Will, just... Willow would be great, but they haven't pushed her enough. Yeah, I, I think she she's could. actually signed. She could if they pushed her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's probably signed with Ring of Honor. I can see that. Because I know, um, who's that guy that I said was also signed? He just lost on Dark, of, coincidentally. Um, used oh, to, the... Um, crap, the red-headed guy. Blake Christian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blake, Blake Christian. <laughs> Blake Christensen. Right? Christensen. Yeah, he, he's very good, and he mm-hmm. is... He's signed with AW slash Ring of Honor, and he's mm-hmm. going to focus with Ring of Honor. So that's great, because he's great. Yeah, he's um, amazing. Yeah, he's like he's legit as good as, and almost as young as um, that top flight dude. What the fuck's his name? Dante. Dante. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so then we have Hook. Hook versus Zach Clayton, that guy Which, that you know from. Yeah, I was gonna say I may be the only person excited about me and my wife are the only. People excited about this match because we watch Jersey Shore and he's dating Jay or he's married to Jay Wow from Jersey Shore. So we're I mean, excited. To his credit, he can work a bit. He does. And you know, we you know we watch Jersey Shore all the time and he's had he's brought them backstage to AEW and they've shown AEW on the show. So that's a whole nother audience. What well, you know that watches Jersey Shore sees AEW. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I mean it worked with the Miz. Mm-hmm. The Miz was a reality like, TV star. Before he's a big he, dude too. He's like six three or something like that. But I mean, oh yeah, he's a, he's a large man, and <laughs> he has a hell of a power slam. Mm-hmm. The snap power slam, like the uh, like the Dustin, the yeah. Dustin one. He's got a hell hell of one there. Obviously, he's going to lose to Hook, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think he might be signed, which is interesting because he has a name. Uh, I was going to say he's been um, Zach I the Reality him. Clayton. Yeah, he shows up on Dark all the time. I know that's where he normally wrestles. The reality is a great name for him, though. Yeah. That's really, really good. Yeah, he's... 
he's got some he's got some talent. I noticed him mm-hmm. like when I used to watch Dark and he was on it like way back in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like, that's where he first got started. Yeah. He's good. Mm-hmm. Uh credit to him. He s- similar to like Preston Vance. You you watch them and you're like, "Oh, maybe sign this guy?" Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so there's something there. And then we have Swerve in Our Glory versus Private Party, which is how they set this match up was funny. Um, oh, you were number five. <laughs> yeah, because at first they uh, they weren't they weren't uh, they weren't ranked, and Swerve and Argory said, "You know, we'll do you guys a favor and accept your challenge. We don't have to because you're <laughs> not ranked." And now they're like, "We're ranked now. We're number five. So we're put it in keep put it in Keith Lee's face. Keith Lee just bucked up at him. It's hilarious." <laughs> yeah, I. I <laughs> I love how they've leaned into how Keith Lee talks because mm-hmm. that was something that everyone you... made fun of him for. Yeah. And instead you... of trying to hide it, they made yeah. it his gimmick. Did you watch Rampage last week? Keith Lee drinking water was like the most epic I've ever seen a human being drink water. It was insane. <laughs> I probably did. I it was just I a did. backstage segment and he was just like, man, I was like, dang, I really want a bottle of Fiji water right now. Keith Lee is like doing a hell of a job selling this damn water. Sometimes watching someone drink water like gives you the like the biggest craving ever. Yeah, there's um this Pepsi Zero commercial. I don't know if they show it up there in Canada, but it's this guy drinking a Pepsi drink Zero and eating fried chicken. Yes, and it's like in the morning. And every time I see that, I'm like, I don't even eat meat, but I really want this fried chicken and this Pepsi Zero. This guy's drinking right now. This is a successful commercial. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they really sold me on that, like, Coca-Cola Starlight stuff. Oh, yeah. They made it look fun. It mm-hmm. tasted, it was like, it's okay. Yeah, we, my wife and I got some, it was okay. Have you tried the Mountain Dew Hot and Spicy? I didn't. Or Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew, that's what it is. The Flamin' Hot Cheeto Mountain Dew. It it doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like Mountain Dew. But my wife and I bought a 12-pack instead of just buying a 12-ounce bottle which is what we should have done. And I was like, I don't want this Mountain Dew anymore. <laughs> we had to finish it. <laughs> I, do, I do like Mountain Dew, though. I like Mountain Dew. I'm a fan. But like just, you know, 12 cans of it after a while, you're just like, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> I bought a 12-pack of A&W Root. Do you guys have A&W in the States? Oh, A&W's Root Beer is my favorite soda. Okay, good. Mine too. But anyway, I used to fucking down that shit as a yeah. kid. And I got, I was like, this is maybe too much sugar for me to be having. Yeah. Much, and I I drank those 12 cans mm-hmm. in a week. And I was like, I feel like I'm just drinking syrup. Yeah. It's, it's super sweet, but I love it. I, I love um, it. Whenever we go to my parents' house to eat every two weeks and I don't growing up, my dad never got A&W root beer. I didn't even know he liked root beer, but lately they've been having it. And so I always get one when I go over to their house. I'm like, awesome. Oh, I didn't even know you like this. Because <laughs> most places carry Barks. Do you guys have mm-hmm. that? Yeah, we have Barks. Oh, yeah, Barks. Okay, yeah. that That's what most places carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Barks is a Coke product. Coke. Yeah. yeah. I like Barks. A&W, I, I think, is independent. Yeah, yeah. It's a 7-Up. So. Do you have the restaurant of A&W in the yeah. States? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, but the only root beer I don't like, this is root beer talk now, because uh, root beer is my favorite soda. But, yes, uh, of course. I don't. I don't like uh, mug root beer. The Pepsi root beer tastes uh, mugs. Too... O- mugs it tastes okay. like it's always okay. flat. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's funny because it's overly fizzy. Yeah, or like overly but it, foamy. 
but it then, tastes flat. <laughs> when you drink it goes it. away. Yeah, it was like okay, <laughs> all the all the fizz went into the foam, and now it's mm-hmm. gone. Thanks. You know who's got a really good root beer? You guys have Aldi's up there. Ooh, I don't think we do. Like the German grocery store. No, it's like it's like a discount grocery store, but their brand is called Fizz Root Beer. That's some good root beer. Yeah, oh, interesting. Good to know. Anyways, okay. so R- real quick, swerve- <laughs> let's talk about uh, dynamite next week, and then we can go back to root beer. Okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Death Triangle versus United Empire. That's fucking cool. Yeah, and Pac had a killer promo. We kind of we, we didn't talk about the promo, but he had a killer promo on dynamite. Yeah, calling out. Uh, he basically uh called uh osprey I see you next tuesday yeah you know what they should do because i don't think any of these teams are i think it's because they're in the same side as kitty and the bucks so what they should do for all out is just do a one-on-one Pac versus will osprey u.s title versus um all atlantic title oh yeah the pay-per-view yeah if uh i could see i would like to see United Empire go over Pac, although that's tough. I don't know if they do that. But I would like to see them go over uh, Pac, because then I would love to see Osprey and his boys face Kenny and his boys. Yeah, that'd be dope. But I also would really love to see Kenny and Pac again, too, because that yes. match they had that one time was amazing. And it's the Bucks versus the Lucha, Lucha Brothers, Brothers again. And they always like it kill each other. It writes itself. Yeah. Uh, that's probably what they're going to do because they're probably not going to put um, Osprey over their champ. Mm-hmm. But that could then force um, Pac to then have to put his title on the line against Osprey. So you never yeah. know. Yeah. And then we get Dax versus Jay Lethal, which I, I got to say, because uh, then they announce a match for All Out, a three way. Or a six-man tag match. For who? They, well, next we have Dax versus Jay Lethal next week. But didn't oh, they yes, do a se- yes. backstage segment of... FTR and Wardlow. Yeah, yes. versus Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal and Satman Singh. Which, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed that's what they're doing with Wardlow and FTR at the pay-per-view. Yeah, why are they... Why are you, gonna have, why are you putting Wardlow in a weird six-man? Yeah, and you're already going to have a six-man on the pay-per-view? For the titles, uh, I don't. Yeah, because like on paper, I'm like, oh, that team's in a six man. Must be the buy in. Oh, you put these two champions in this mm-hmm. match. Weird. Okay, fine. But yeah, this is all leading up to Wardlow powerbombing. Satin Singh. Yeah, which yeah, is for sure fun mm-hmm. and looks physically impossible. So cool. Yeah. Well, that's probably why they have FTR out there, too, to help, because <laughs> that's a gigantic man. that You're going to need all the help you can get. Absolutely. But um, I just really wanted to see FTR versus Swerve in Our Glory, because that match would be Yes, win. man. And, again, Swerve in Our Glory does not have a team that they're facing. Mm-hmm. So, unless we blow through Acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory very quickly... um. Or acclaimed versus uh, ass boys really quickly to the point where they can get to the pay per view. Yeah. I just don't see that happening. So I'm I'm conf- I really am confused as to who the uh, Swerve in Our Glory um, are going to be facing. Yeah, I, it, it doesn't really make sense to me at this moment. But then, lastly, we have CM Punk versus Moxley. 
Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it's so <laughs> crazy that this is just going to be on a dynamite. And it does raise the question of, are they afraid that Punk is going to walk, walk out? Yeah, maybe. And do they want to take the belt off him? Which would be unfortunate, but also it's Moxley. So it's like, yeah. you can't really see either of these two guys losing. So I don't know, does like MGF come in and screw Punk? Do, like, does something shady happen, which puts this match on the pay-per-view? I tend yeah. to think that is going to happen. I tend to think something's going to happen. Like maybe fucking, I don't know, maybe Kingston runs out and attacks Punk. Something like that. Kingston, yeah, because he called him out. But Kingston's got a match with Guevara, Guevara at the pay-per-view, right? He does. <sighs> you know? But I'm just, been, no, I'm, just mentioning... about, like, I'm just talking about like costing Punk so that they then oh, have, to yeah. have the match again later. You know, they could. Here's another thing they could do. Because it's like, well, what's bigger than Punk versus Mox? Punk could beat Mox, and then out comes MJF. Yeah. For sure. I just don't know. Is there enough time to build that? I don't know. If if anyone can do it, it's MJF. Yeah, because they've been talking about the pinnacle. The FTR treated my jacked friend in a way that spelled out MJF. And Britt Baker's been posting pictures of MJF. Same with Danhausen. So it's like. (laughs) It's got to be. Danhausen? Danhausen posted a picture of him and MJF at that con from last year. Oh, and. Uh, Dan Housen wouldn't be doing that if there, if there wasn't a reason to. That's what I mean. Like Britt yeah. Baker did it too, so it's like it's yeah, got yeah, he's yeah. got to be coming back for sure, for sure. I think we, I think we do see him at the pay per view. I don't know in what, in what that's way. What I don't think he has thought. a match, but I think he makes. An, I think that's where he comes back. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, since they're doing Punk and Mox already, I don't know what's a bigger match than that besides MJF. Yeah, unless no, you, I, unless I agree. you. And get Punk and Hangman to not hate each other, and then you do a three-way. Something they've they've obviously got something thought out because mm-hmm. the the detail with which they put together last night's episode between these two guys was was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure, so that'll be really fun. Speaking of Kingston, I am seeing him this weekend, so that's oh fun. yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I'm doing a little meet and greet with him, so that'll be fun. Um, he's, uh, he's wrestling in my city in the East end of the city where I am. So that's, that's great. Are you going to get a picture with him? Yes. What shirt Um, are you going to wear? What shirt am I going to wear? My Kenny shirt. He's probably going to tell me to go fuck myself. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can get him to cut a promo on you. We'll see. On me? Yeah. On you. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That'd be so cool. (laughs) Like, cut a promo on my on my uh, on my podcast partner for like what? All right, what's he like? Uh, he's a uh, he's uh, he lives in uh, where do you live? Not Alabama. Oklahoma. You live in Oklahoma. And he's bald. He's yeah, like, hey, bald bitch. Yeah. <laughs> bald Oklahoma bitch. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd make my life. Eddie Kingston talking shit about me. I don't know if he will. Because I could never do anything about it because Eddie Kingston would murder me. <laughs> that or I'm going to ask him to choke me out. Yeah, there you go. Eddie Kingston Put me in the stretch plum. <laughs> There's a picture put falling me in, down put by me the me bulldog straight. choke. Yeah, for all the extra noise. There we go. Yeah, so that would be fun. Um, yeah. uh, he's, he's in a hardcore match in the main event. 
Yeah, you sent yeah. me the card, and I think somebody named Son of Jason was on there, and that made me laugh really hard. Yeah, Son of Jason versus Space Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I love indie wrestling shows. <laughs> then uh, there also uh, Ortiz is on the card, and he's actually in a really good match. He's facing Trey Miguel from uh, from Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be good. Former Rascal. Yeah, that'd be really um, good. And who else? There's another... It's another good match on there. Oh, yeah. The women's match is nice. It is. I can't remember her name. The woman who came back to Impact. Blonde woman. Uh, kind of a classic. Versus uh, Jody Threat. That'll be a good one, too. Yeah. Greek uh, Greek Town Wrestling does good stuff. I know MJF was there this past week. Um, Sunny Kiss was there. Um, Walking Weapon was there. Yeah, they, they they pull in people from the uh from every big company that's not WWE. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. All right, so uh hopefully you get a video from me of Eddie Kingston telling you to suck a lemon. I hope so. <laughs> All right, and we will talk to you guys later. Oh, uh speaking of which, I there will be no podcast oh, yeah. next week cuz I'm working at con from Thursday through Sunday, so it's not going to happen. All right, so just enjoy it. Peace. See you.